Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast. My name is Jennifer Regular and I am the sole illuminator at Lighting the Path as well as host of this show. And I love being here introducing people from all around the world, sharing their messages and their journey of how they're helping to uplift humanity, cultivate conscious leadership and help us all feel empowered to become who we came here to be and do what we came here to do. Today, I have Christopher Now. He is a Brian Tracy certified time management master, helping you find a balance in time, money, health, relationships, self-improvement, and spirituality. Christoph is native to Zurich, Switzerland, pursuing the American dream. He's an associate pastor, specializing pastoral ministry and spiritual direction, and a certified business coach, helping business owners improve productivity, profits, and personal life. He is also a husband, a father, and an active member in a local interfaith coalition seeking to eliminate poverty. It's his belief that we're here on earth to serve while creating a satisfying source of income for self and family. Christoph's meandering path led him through a stream of relationships, vocations, and locations over many years to the satisfying life he has today. I am delighted to have him here now teaching us and talking to us about how we can go from no time to free time with the special emphasis on sleep. (laughs) Imagine that. Christoph, thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to have you. Well, thank you so much for the lovely introduction. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes. And you know, when I read about the various locations and vocations, I'm like, that's my life too. You know, 16 jobs, five business ventures in many, many locations. <laughs> I am here and satisfying my life too, but it continues to evolve. So where did it all start from you, Christoph? Where did this become your passion and your journey? Well, I try to keep it brief because I know people's attention span is limited and then they didn't come here to hear my entire life story. But I think it goes back to uh, my life in, in Switzerland. You know, I first started to as a teacher because I, I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed being around kids and seeing the growth that can happen in them. Um, and that was my first really fulfilling job. But I also knew that that's not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, you mm-hmm. know. And so at that particular time, that was many years ago, um, I was really questioning my faith that my mom has passed on to me. So I decided to dig a little bit deeper and uh, study theology. And so that's what I brought me to this country, uh, to the Bay Area, where I met my wife. So I got a master's degree in theological studies and been in pastoral ministry for over 20 years before I started my coaching practice. And yes, you can imagine why I ended up staying here because I met my wife, you know, she, <laughs> she was a local gal. And so we now have three beautifully grown, beautiful kids who are out on their own and doing really very well. And they're close enough so we can see them uh, on a regular basis. Um, and then about, um, oh my gosh, what is it, already 12 years ago, I met a guy in a men's group who told me about him being a coach. And that's when my ears perked up. And so after many coffee meetings and chats and so forth, I eventually asked him, you know, this sounds exciting. I'd love to be trained as a coach. Uh, do you know how I can go about doing that? 
And he said, funny you should ask, I'm just transitioning from coaching people to training new coaches. Would you like to become my first student? I said, okay, sign me up. <laughs> and so that's how this whole thing got started, you know, and then as most people know, once you got a little certification or your training, that's when you realize how little that you really do know, you know, mm-hmm, nothing, mm-hmm. you know, so the learning curve began after that. Um, and that's when it was time to, you know, um, hitch my train to some of the, you know, famous and well-known people in the industry, like John Asraf and Brian Tracy and so forth. Wow. Wow. And there's so many, you're right, these pivots that we go through and defining moments as well, where we make a decision that really changes the whole trajectory of our lives right? and where it goes from there. And right. it sounds like you've had some pretty amazing pivots and wonderful results from those. <laughs> yes, that is true. What do you think from the training with Brian Tracy really stood out for you? What makes his way of teaching what you learned unique in terms of time management? I think I just like his style, his personality, you know, um, his message of in, the importance of integrity. Um, yeah. And and that really was what has drawn me to him. You know, there's so many other people out there like Tony Robbins, et cetera. But Tony Robbins is too much of a, oh, oh, oh you know, <laughs> kind of guy, you know, which is great. But it, it's not my personality. Well, Brian Trace is much more reserved, but very clear, structured, and organized, you know, and very, very well known and respected in the industry. So I just felt drawn to him more than to other people. Yes. Um, and, you know, what he's talking about is, is really critically important is how do, how do we prioritize, you know, what we focus on. And so everybody who's a business owner always says, I'm so busy. But most business owners are not productive, you know, because they, they do something, they dabble, they keep busy. But quite often they do things that, first of all, they shouldn't be doing themselves. They should be done by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or they do it because it's easier and less um, challenging than the big task that they actually should be focusing on. Right. You know, and that doesn't mean that the big task is going away. It has the exact opposite effect. The big task gets more daunting and is actually putting weight on our shoulders and, and being, you know, demotivating us, you know. Yes. So, you know, uh, yes, yeah, so I just felt more drawn to him and his message and, and his teaching. And you went on to write a whole book about how to go from no time to free time. What inspired you with that? <laughs> it's so interesting you should mention that. Again, I think uh, a story illustrates this best. You know, mm-hmm. I've been doing training, online training for a long time. And I usually record the trainings um, because I talk to my clients about that time can have future value. You know, so if you create a training, like if you train employees or whatever, if you have to use your own time every single time you have a new employee or a new person to onboard, it's a heck of a lot of wasted time. So if you create a training manual, a video, a book, whatever it is, Yes, it takes time to create it, but once it's done, it can be used over and over and over again. So I had to, of course, you know, practice what I preach. And so I recorded uh, some of my um, uh, trainings. And then I did this for a, a woman who is a, a publisher and, um, and a writer coach. 
And so after the, I did the training for her team, she said to me, so when are you going to write your book? And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. And she said, well, didn't you just record the training you did with my team? And I said, yeah. She said, okay, there's your book. <laughs> and I looked at her like, huh? <laughs> and that's how this book was born. <clears throat> you know, now obviously, you know, as, as, as you may not know, but uh, people who know me, I'm a good talker. Mm -hmm. I'm not a writer, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I had that presentation of mine I had that transcribed and then a good friend of mine who is actually a copywriter she then took that gobbledygook and actually put it some structure to it and created a book with chapters and so forth yes right yeah so those two women are you know uh, the reason why I'm a published author today if it wasn't for the, either one of them there would be no book today <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's often just someone else, you know, seeing something that's already inside of us, already waiting to be birthed, to say, okay, when's this happening? You know, bring this out into the world now, you know, having birthing that process, that the book was already in you, you've been talking about it, sharing about it, giving presentations and workshops about it. And then all it needed to do is be transcribed on paper. <laughs> and now it's so widespread and so many people are getting their hands on this book and learning about how to go from no time to free time. We also talk about balance six. So it's not just work and productivity that we're trying to experience as being more effective, more productive, more useful, more beneficial. What are some of the other areas that are important to balance in our lives? Yes, thank you for bringing that up as you can see in my logo above my head, you know, Balance Six is the business name, the yin and yang that you see there. And the six that I believe that we need to balance in order to be the best version of ourselves is, is time and money, health, relationship, self-improvement, and spirituality or higher power. When we balance those six, that's when we're the best version of ourselves, whether it's a business owner, a parent, a spouse, it doesn't matter. You know, if we only focus on one or the other, then we add a balance with all the negative consequences that that brings. And I find that quite often it, we compartmentalize things too. You know, we'll spend a little bit of time on spirituality and we'll spend some time focusing on our relationships. And each area has its own kind of time and place, so to speak. How do we bring it all together? How do we create that balance and create a whole lifestyle that supports all of those different areas in our life? All right. Well, we don't have that long, that much time because, you know, otherwise people will just have to get the book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it starts with clarity. Clarity is the most important concept in productivity. Mm -hmm. And so many business owners, they don't have a clue where they want to go. They don't have goals. And if we don't have goals, then we can be all over the board. You know, we can run around a little bit this way and then a little bit of that way and, and run around in circles. And we don't know ever if we actually accomplished or uh, our goals or if we have actually just run around in circles. So we start by setting SMART goals in those six categories. Okay. So um, time, office hours, vacations, you know, when are you working, when you're not working, um, time for hobbies, blocking, you know, the whole idea of putting time away for other things besides work. Money, how much money do you want to make? 
Are you happy with your profit margins? Are you on track for your uh, retirement or kids, college savings, et cetera, et cetera? Um, what are you contributing in charitable contribution as a way of giving thanks and giving back? Um, health, what are you doing for yourself to exercise-wise or diet-wise or whatever, you know? Um, relationship with the special ones. If you're in a committed relationship, or you're having a date now once a week. If not, well, start with once a month, you know, because once you have your, when you have young kids, it's very easy to lose track of each other. Sure. Um, spirituality, what do you do to nurture your own spiritual side? Do you meditate? Do you pray? Do you go to church? Do you read scripture? What is it that you do? Mm. And if nothing, what is you, are you going to do to change that? Self-improvement. Well, usually when people hire me, that's the self-improvement that they're doing right there. Or if they read my book, that's self-improvement they're doing right there. Whenever I do something to improve my skill set that makes me more valuable to my clients and to everybody else who knows me. Mm. There's always something more to learn. If never, you have ne I've never arrived. You know, I've never got it all. It's just not the way I look at it. Um, so that just gives you a rough idea of uh, where we want to start. And then once we have the clarity and the goals, that's when we then have to create an action plan. Yeah, so it sounds like it's very worthwhile and a really big return on our investment of time when we can sit down for a minute or more <laughs> and take a look at and assess each of those areas and what we truly need and want from each of those areas and create those smart goals so that we can at least acknowledge what areas in our life need tending to, what would support us. And I also hear you speak about values, you know, and being true to who you are and really focusing your time and energy on what's most important and what's most beneficial than being scattered and spending time on a lot of things you don't need to be doing right now. So really right. honing in and harnessing that time and energy in the best possible way. And that would also boost us up to become the best version of ourselves through all of that. Yes. And, and that's exactly, you know, I believe that we are called to be the best version of ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, and as a parent, you know, our children de deserve the best version of ourselves, not the leftovers. Right. You know, and if we, as parents, if we don't take care of ourselves and each other, then we don't have energy and time to be present to our kids. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is actually a snowball effect is because the kids learn how to parent by watching the parents parent you know and the only job you don't need a degree or a license for is parenting right. you know mm -hmm. so when they watch and see the parents are always stressed out they're always running around they never have time they you know they're short tempered they're this that and the other thing oh i don't want to be a parent oh is that how no i don't need you know I don't need that. So they get a negative idea of what parent is all about. If they end up having kids, well, quite often they repeat that because that's what they learned, mm -hmm. you know? And so to put ourselves first and not last is not selfish. You know, mm -hmm. the only time we get this correctly is on the airplane, right? They tell you, put your mask on yourself first before you help anybody else. But the rest of society, the rest of our time, it's frowned upon. Oh, you mean you take some time off? 
oh, I mean, you have some something for yourself. Must ah. be nice, yeah. You know, and, right. yeah. and uh, you know, and as a woman, you you already come with the DNA of motherhood and of giving and giving and giving. So it's against a woman's nature to really put herself first and take care of herself, mm. so that she can then be the best version for her kids, you know, and and her husband. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned no t- not enough time, not enough energy. And what we often hear a lot too is I don't get enough sleep <laughs> or I need sleep, you know, and instead of having more rest or sleep, go for more caffeine, you know, just the opposite. And so how can we make sleep sacred? How can we make sleep enough? And in a way that we can get a good night's sleep, a deep sleep. How do we get there, Christoph? Well, I'm not a sleep expert, but I like what you said about sacredness, the sacredness mm. of the sleep, not just the sacredness of the sleep, but the sacredness of each human person. Each human being is a sacred being, mm. you know, and we need to treat each human being as a sacred person, you know, and that means it starts with self-respect, it starts with respect for the other person. It, it, it starts with respecting the other person's beliefs and thoughts and ideas and needs and wants, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's really funny that you should talk about the sleep because actually several of my clients, that's their challenge. You know, They want to get up in the morning to exercise before they have to get to the office or start working. Even nowadays, most people have a home office. And so they are oh, just, I don't get enough sleep. I'm still too tired. So I can't, you know, I'm not going to wake up when the alarm goes off. So then I'm like, okay, how much sleep? We kind of know about seven, eight hours is what our body really needs. And then, you know, they, a lot of them tell me, oh, you know, I don't go to bed till midnight or, you know, one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hmm, okay. And you want to get up at six to exercise and then be ready to go to work at seven or eight. Hmm. That means you're only getting about five hours of sleep. Now your body's not going to like that. So what is it that causes you not to go to bed earlier? Because you, you know, each, um, most people know it's not a good thing, you know? So they're, they're already talking about it. I'm not getting enough sleep. So why is that? You know, and so, you know, we get lost in the shuffle on social media and you know, watching silly stuff on TV. It's whatever, you name it. And before we know it, you know, we either drift off in front of the TV and fall asleep because our body is finally shutting down. Or we, you know, realize, oh, oh, oh it's past my bedtime and we drag ourselves to bed and collapse into bed. Now, I highly recommend that you have a morning and an evening routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The morning routine sets you up to play at a 10, to be the best version of yourself. And that morning routine is sacred. It's your sacred time and routine that nobody has any right to interfere with. So for me, not during COVID, but with, without COVID, it is involves about half hour meditation and then half hour my stationary bike. And after that, the day can start. You know, the end of the day for me is I like to unwind reading. And I used to use a, a, an electronic reader and then 
I wasn't really falling asleep that easily. And so, lo and behold, duh, you shouldn't be staring at a screen before you go to bed. At right, least an hour. Light. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. At least an hour or two before bedtime, you should have been done with screen time. You know, so I go back to the old fashioned book, you know, that thing that they actually pick up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and that's my day at the, at the end of the day to unwind and just read until usually my body gives me a message. Okay, I think I read the same page five times. I think it's time to go to sleep, you know. Um, and so I encourage my clients to have something similar. So have a routine in the morning. And whatever your routine looks in the in the mm-hmm. evening, but look at ways to to avoid these pitfalls that cause us to have less of a quality sleep. Right. You know, and so sometimes it's with silly stuff like this. Set an alarm on your phone. Okay, ten o'clock bedtime. Okay, you know, well, what does your bedtime routine look like? You know, got to brush your teeth. I don't know if you take a shower. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But if you if you want to be in bed by ten o'clock or eleven or whatever it is, plan accordingly. You know, so if you need a half hour to get ready, set the alarm a half hour before that. You know, until at some point, hopefully, the idea is that it becomes a habit. Um, but that's it. You know, people just catch themselves drifting off and and. Becoming becoming reactive instead of proactive. Ah, reactive instead of proactive. Yes. Yes. I also love that you said about setting an alarm for sleep. <laughs> we do it to wake up, but to do it for sleep, that's a new one. I like that. Yeah. Why not remind ourselves when to go to bed? Well, again, to give you another story, okay? My dentist... Uh, told me you need to floss okay i hate floss okay and i'm like hey you don't teach an old dog new tricks okay and but i had to believe that she knows what she's talking about so now you may laugh i took this thing and put it in here floss every day repeat you know at a certain time Mm -hmm. and with an alarm attached to it you know i started that several years ago and then after I started this and when I went back to the next visit, she, my dentist was like blown away. It's like, oh, what happened? I said, well, you told me to floss, right? And she said, yeah. So I told her the story and she was just cracking up. She's like, <laughs> what? You... I said, yeah. You know? Um, so it's, now it's not in there anymore because it's on autopilot now. Yeah. You've made it a habit. Mm-hmm. Yes. But until it is a habit, that's what we need. Yes. You know? And I know it sounds silly, but I can tell you from personal experience, it works. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can see that. Christoph, when you talk about balance and you mentioned about businesses, you also mentioned about, you know, during the pandemic and still in many cases, people are working from home, whether they're self-employed or the work has just become a home-based office. What can people do to balance their lives then? Because there's so much going on in the household. 
you know, and so you don't have the separation of going to work in your office away from home. You have it all happening around you and you're seeing your dishes piling up and, you know, the maybe the floor needs vacuuming. And so in the corner of your eye and peripheral vision, you see all these different things that are demanding and calling your attention and draining your energy because you're like, oh, I have to do that. Oh, I see that. You know, there's a lot of things that are distracting us and helping making us lose our focus, really. Are there special tips that you can offer for creating more balance in the home? So if at all possible, if you're working from home and you have a home office, if, if it's possible, dedicate one room to that. Mm. So it's an actual room with a door that can be locked. That is your home office. Mm-hmm. You could then also go ahead and post your office doors on that door, on that office door. So when you walk back into your home office outside of office doors, turn around and walk away. Or you can give the key to your home office to your spouse. And then you have to ask him or her for the key if you want to go to your office outside of office hours. Ah, yes. So setting setting the space. Yeah, like creating the container. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like I have a, a client who he says he currently has two office setups in his house. Because... You know, one is just a sm- small little one, but he says the dog always walks in there and, and barks and he can't be on Zoom with a barking dog. So he set up the second office in the garage. But then in the garage, you get sidetracked with everything that's around him. So I said, well, let's create one office space. And if it's the garage, then you go get some dividers and set up a divided office in the garage that once you're in that little cubby hole, you can't see all the other stuff around you. It's right. all blocked out, mm-hmm. you know. And in that office cubicle, you set it up for maximum productivity. So everything you need is there. Okay. So you have one location, and that's your location that you're working at. Yes. So the clear separation, you know. Now, if you don't have that luxury, then, you know, maybe set up dividers inside the, the house so that you, there's still a division and a separated uh, small little you know, cubby for the work. Yes. Um, because the, you mentioned the key component, the distractions. Because if you can see the stuff that needs to be done around the house, mm-hmm. that's even worse. We know all the stuff that needs to be done around the house without even seeing it. Right. <laughs> but if you see it on top of it, that makes it even harder, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, it's true. So it, it sounds very intentional as well. You know, you set up the conditions, the space, the boundaries that you need, the hours that you need, and so on, to really support that productivity and using your time in the best way. And also being able to manage your energy and focus as well through all of that. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea a lot. So how do we create free time? So if if, if you follow some of these uh things that I talk about that will uh, that will provide you with more free time okay so we haven't gotten into you know the whole idea of prioritizing time blocking scheduling you know uh, the five steps to really double your productivity another one of my golden nuggets is called the 90 50 90 that's fresh out of uh, uh, Brian Tracy's uh, trick book Um, so there's a lot of 
really incredible stuff out that can take your productivity through the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, once you have kind of mastered that and, and so you have a set schedule for every day and you have work hours and non-work hours, then you will then have work hours or non-work hours where it's free. It's up to you to decide what to do with that. Yes. You know, and again, to illustrate the point about office hours, I was working with a young single mom. She had four kids and she was starting her real estate business. And so she was always working, you know, always on this. She may be home physically, but that's about it. So I said, introduced the concept of office hours to her. And she was like, oh, you don't understand my industry. And I said, you're correct. I'm not a realtor. I'm a coach. But I can tell you one thing. Those four beautiful children over there, if they don't ever see you being present, and not mean physically present, I mean fully present, they will resent you. You have the time with them once. That's it. And she kind of frowned upon me. And, you know, um, she kept somewhat fighting me for a while. But eventually she implemented that. And she's now running a multi-million dollar business, has about five or six team members, and is just killing it. And I'm using that as example because most realtors, that's exactly what they tell me. You know, you don't know my industry. Mm. And then when I share this story with them, some of them actually recognize the person because she's left a testimony on my website. Oh, yeah. That that just stops the conversation because, oops, oh, you know. Yes. Um, so it really it, it's really critically important. And then two, why are we in business for ourselves anyway? We want to create a life. We mm-hmm. want to have you know and enjoy it. So if we don't enjoy our life, then why do we even bother with our business? Right. And as we age, you know, I've never heard the regret. I wish I had worked more. I don't know about you, but so I've never true. heard that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one ever says that. <laughs> right? And then, you know, they say, what's the most, what's the most important, what's most important to you? Yes. Above everything. Mm-hmm. Family. Oh, okay. Well, let's do a little bit of, time budgeting you know so where does all your most of your time go oops you know and and that you know i'm usually much more gentle about that i'm not throwing in my client's face like that at all you know but ultimately let's see you know so you you say that the most important any nothing's more important than your family Mm -hmm. so then where where does the family family fall in line in, in, in order of your importance? You know, um, and, and, and that sometimes is, is a wake up call for folks to realize, oh, that's true. Huh. But I don't know how I can work less, how I can get my stuff done, yada, yada, yada. I said, well, okay, I can help you with that. We can make sure that you still get all your stuff done, the critically important stuff, so that you can be there with your family, go to your child's soccer game or piano recital or whatever, you know, have a family dinner as a family, you know, not everybody coming home, grabbing something, running off to do the next thing. Um, Things like that. So one is not exclusive. You know, I think it's possible to have a 
fulfilling, happy home life and a successful business. It is possible. It is possible. And it sounds like you really create transformation for people like you did with that one real estate agent that left the testimonial in making possible what seemed impossible, right? And really being open to what is possible and making these shifts and these changes. And you've demonstrated over and over again that it is possible. So Christophe, how is it that people can get a hold of you? So if they don't know how, you're there to help them. Yes, I'd love to help them. There's a couple of ways. I mean, everything that they need is on my website. You know, they can get my book from there. There's a link that takes them to Amazon. It's uh, it's only $7.99 for the ebook. If they want an actual book, which I actually one of my clients said she couldn't wait for the paperback to come out because she wanted to write in it and highlight it and use it as a workbook, you know. So that one is only twenty bucks. I mean, you know, it's not a, a, a bank breaker here. Um, you want to talk to me? You know, just say that you heard from me about me from Jennifer's podcast and then that means that you're entitled to a free session with me where we can look a little bit about what's going on and what's not working but also to look at what it is that you truly want in your life in your business and how we can change that uh, together so the website balance6.biz is really the best place to start wonderful thank you so much for that and for offering our audience a free session with you as well so i recommend that everyone go to christoph's website and i'll have the link for that in the show notes for you as well christoph do you have any other final words of wisdom for us so just a couple okay one make your own well-being a top priority because nobody else will you're the most important sacred person there is. By making yourself the most important person, taking care of yourself, you're going to become the best version of yourself for everybody around you. Okay? Make this a, a proactive, not a reactive thing. You know, to, do we have time for another short story? Yes, go for it. Okay. It just came to me because this, most people have heard of Carl Jung but nobody has heard of Christoph Nauer, right? <laughs> well, we both have one yeah, thing in now. common. We're both from Switzerland, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, had a, he had a house in the Lake of Zurich. I did not. I grew up in the outskirts of Zurich. But he was contacted by a very influential person who was used to getting her way. And so she said, uh, uh, Mr. Young, I, I'd like to meet with you on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And he said, I'm sorry, uh, lady, I'm not available. I already have an appointment. So she happens to be on the lake that Wednesday afternoon at two in a boat driving by his house. And he was sitting in his backyard dangling his feet in the water. Now you can imagine that she got pretty upset about that. And she went home and called him and I raped and, and uh, yelled at him and said, you lied to me. You didn't have an appointment. I saw you sitting in your backyard. And he said, no, I did not lie to you. I had the most important appointment of the week, an appointment with myself. Yes. You know, so anyway, since I just talked about the self-care, I thought I'll use this story to illustrate the point. Carl Jung is much smarter than me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I would push his message a little bit further even. Do it once a day, not just once a week. Oh, good one. Yes. Yeah. And, and create a schedule for every day and every week of your life that tells you exactly from the time to get up to the time to go to bed what your day is going to look like. And if you do that, your life is going to be completely different. 
It's never going to be the same again. It will change the whole trajectory. Yes. Make an appointment does. with yourself every day. Wow. Yes. That's big. <laughs> yes. That's big. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Christoph, for being here. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. And I know there's so much more that you offer in your book and on your website. And of course, setting up a session with you would be just go beyond. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful talking with you, Jennifer. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. And I also want to thank each and every one of you that have been listening and watching today on the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast. And we'll see you again next time. Bye for now.